This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Hey, it's an impromptu Hail Varsity Radio. We're courtside here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Chris Schmidt, the Hall of Fame coach, Jeff Smith. I have not let him go anywhere. Elijah Herbal's back at our KFOR studios as it is an impromptu, typical March Madness Wednesday show with State Tournament Action Coach and Elijah. And we'll take a breath. We'll talk a little sports for an hour, step away, and then get ready for Southeast and Gretna tonight on on KFOR. So excited about that. And what's wrong with sitting courtside at no, PBA? This is awesome. Just waiting for the next game. No. Doors will open. I think Dr. Brandon Seifert to Nebraska Orthopedic <clears throat> Center, he may have to uh, MacGyver in here uh, for the uh, the old 540 Jock Doc segment to talk about Mr. Miyagi and, and LeBron getting healed up for the for and, the Lakers. And he just did a knee replacement on my father-in-law. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's he goes, awesome. He goes to the same church we do. and. Good. Good. good man, really good awesome. man. Mike Babcock is staring us down. We're talking Lakers, not Warriors. We'll get to more basketball. Uh, Babbers with us here in about uh, 15 minutes. Elijah, how are you doing? You're, you're locked in. You're tummy full. You're, you ready for round two and three and four coming up a little bit later today? Oh, I couldn't be more excited. I mean, it's something Andy said last week or last night whenever we talked to him. Like March Madness is here from high school to college and like. Soak it in. Soak it in. It's one of the best months of the year whenever you get all this action. I know if conference tournaments starting this weekend, Nebraska's going to be in action tonight. The Nebraska State High School tournament's in action right now. And then real March Madness, the NCAA tournament gets going here in about a week. Like, what is there not to love about this time of year? I, I am overjoyed that we finally reached March and we've gotten past the doldrums of February in terms of sporting news. So uh, we've made it. I- I'm just looking forward to all the action that's going to be coming here over the next couple weeks. We, uh, we have a lot to get into. Just to recap, if you're joining us here on, on KFOR, and uh, a lot of our Hale Varsity affiliates are busy, right? Husker Baseball uh, just wrapping up a little bit ago, a big-time win in seven uh, over northern Colorado. Our friends out in Kearney and Hastings and Grand Island uh, are uh, covering their region teams. Also, Newstalk 900 Columbus covering their region teams, so... Uh, we are, uh, are are hunkered down. Nebraska basketball tonight. It is going to be extremely difficult. There's a lot of uneasiness with Nebraska basketball fans uh, just because Minnesota's playing better. I, I you know, and you and I talked about it yesterday, Elijah. I want to get Coach Smith's take on this real quick. Fred seemed, I don't want to say testy, but I think Fred knows that this is a tough tough matchup we survived them and that's the word i'll use twice and a lot of other teams survived them nine wins is 
not representative of the uh, Jekyll or Hyde Minnesota you get, and you got to go play him in Chicago tonight, and and you, you're down uh, the guy, the difference maker, quite frankly, in, in Blaze Keita, uh, who helped uh, kind of seal those wins with with paint play. He's still out. Uh, you, you could be in trouble tonight. I think there's some good news floating around. If you get the win tonight, I think you're more than likely going to host uh, an NIT spot here uh, sooner rather than later if, if you don't win the whole believing thing anyway. Yeah, and we either, want, we either want Tim Miles in here or Jim Beheim, one of the two for NIT. Well, or, 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 or Coach Craig Smith. There's we'd, three we'd, options. Yeah, we'd take him too. No, I, it, it is a great time of year, and, and I'm, but I am, I'm a little nervous about this one. I, I heard a, a, a different prominent coach say, I don't believe in the beat him three times hard. It's hard to, I, and I, but I disagree with him. I think it's hard to beat teams three times. Mm-hmm. I think the losing team always makes more extreme adjustments, and they can have a chance to find that adjustment that works. Where if you're, if you've beat them twice, then why do you feel like you need to change a lot? You've been successful mm-hmm. twice, and it it's a hard coaching acumen because you you probably do need to make adjustments, but you feel confident with what you've done, and it's hard to validate yourself mm-hmm. if you say, oh, we're going to change and jump into zone and play more zone when man-to-man was already effective. And um, But the thing that scares me about Minnesota is their length. You know, Garcia, 6'11", Battle, 6'7", their, their smallest guard, 6'3". We've, we, we're a little smaller now than we were without the injuries, and especially now with Keita out, too. We don't have as much depth inside. I think we're playing well. I think we're confident. I think we've really found our, our niche with our, with our roles and things. But it's still, a, it's still a small margin of error for Nebraska. They have to, the guys that are on the floor have to play well. Those few bench guys, Sammy Hoiberg, he has to come in and play well and contribute. And uh, so you just, <clears throat> excuse me, you never know. Um, when you're going to have that one, and right now that one means it's over, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 we're we're hoping for postseason play no matter what happens. But I'm a believer, and if you're 500, you got a chance to play in the NIT. But it's it's a, this one's a little when you're the favorite. It's a little nerve-wracking going into these tournaments. And when you look at that game tonight, I have a reason for optimism and a reason for concern. The optimism, uh, and let's start there because I'm always an optimistic guy. Is that Nebraska? I mean, realistically, he's been playing very, very good basketball. As you mentioned, Coach Smith, they've already gotten this Minnesota team twice, and uh, they did it both in, in close fashion. It's not like uh, they got down the stretch and uh, you blew this team out, you got to clear the bench. Like You had to play them hard, and Nebraska rose up to the adversity of playing this team tight, and they did get two wins. I think that's reason for encouragement. At the end of the day, with those first two games, your talent went and out-talented their talent, and if you can play up to your potential, I think you should get the win. Why there is concern, though, is this Minnesota team had a very, very tough stretch at the end of the season, and they rose to that adversity. They were playing some of their best basketball at the end of the year, and if you watch them, they did not look like a team that only had two wins in the conference this year at the end of the year. They played Nebraska close they went and uh, and beat a, a good Rutgers team this year 75 to 74 and they finished it with a close loss to Wisconsin 71 to 67 that's been the hallmark of this Minnesota team all year long in the conference uh, slate they've been playing teams close and they've just been falling uh, at the end of those games and after already playing Nebraska close twice that might be confidence building for Minnesota, saying we almost got this team twice. We're playing better basketball than we were back whenever we played this team for the first two times. Let's go in and surprise in the Big Ten tournament. It's hard to beat a team three times, and we'll see. But again, Nebraska has done really well in close games this season, especially down the stretch of games. They've done really, really well with the exception within the past month and a half being that Michigan State game. Can, can they rise to that adversity? Because you know this thing's going to be a close game with five to ten minutes left on the clock. Yeah, and you, you, the thing you're 
thing you you rely on is your defense, and that's the good thing about Nebraska this year is their defense has been really consistent, and that's part of the reason they're winning close games. That's part of the reason they're hanging around with the really good teams and having a chance at the end of some of those like Purdue because they can hang in there defensively and consistently get stops and make it difficult for teams to score. But but we do have to rebound against this team. We do have to take care of the ball against this team. If we do those things, I think our defense will help us win this game and win. But this is one of those where you're – it's kind of like a district game when you kind of have a tough draw on that first one. Let's just get through this first one, and then maybe we can go after a Maryland. But we got to get through this first one, and, and then you feel some pressure doing that. But Minnesota's good enough to beat us. You know, they're talented enough to beat us. That's bottom line. Um, so we're going to have to be really consistent of taking care of the ball, defending like we have all year, stay out of foul trouble with some of our key guys, and, and rebound it. The line is six for those interested. Jeff Smith, the Hall of Fame coach, Chris Schmidt, we're courtside here at PBA, a, a abbreviated Hail Varsity Radio. Elijah Herbal back at our KFOR studios can join us on the stream, can watch the show, the Hail Varsity YouTube channel, the Hail Varsity Twitter handle at HVarsity Radios, where you can also watch the show, KFOR. Facebook and Twitter, KFOR Sports, Facebook, Mike Babcock in 10 minutes. So this is kind of a crazy question, but I've got to ask it, and I think they might be. It's it's a double-edged sword in a good and a bad way here for Nebraska. I think they could feel some pressure tonight. Do we, do we, are we in? Are we not in for postseason? This team wants to keep playing basketball uh, and, and, and finally get to the postseason. I think Sam Greasel's a little ticked off that there's no honorable mention, no accolades, and Sam's not a me guy, but he's played really good basketball this year and not even a, a sniff, uh, a notice. And he's been one of the, the reasons things have flipped and they've stayed together and they've won and they've been good in February. He had a great game against Iowa. Can he carry that forward? Can Walker be what he needs to be and stay out of foul trouble without some big options? And who knows, with, uh, with Wilhelm, uh, and that uh, that plantar fasciitis, right? I mean, that could flare up and and be a problem in the paint. So, what do you expect from Hoiberg? Do you think Nebraska's feeling any pressure? I know what Danny Knee would do. He'd go in the locker room and say, "We're not even close to being in unless we win at least one more, maybe two. <laughs> he would tell him he talked to the guys it, 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 in New say, York. It, he'd say it just like that. <laughs> yep, you're not even close. <laughs> Let's go. No, but I see. I think Walker Garcia is a huge matchup. Walker's got to stay out of foul trouble. He needs to be on the floor for us. He needs to be a, a, a strength inside for us. And you know, and he's a he's he's powerful inside. He's strong, and and he's he's our key if you ask me i think sam greasel about six games ago turned the switch and said i got to get more aggressive going to the basket i don't care if you miss some but i'm going to get to the line more i'm going to score some of those because i'm six seven and long and you can see his love for nebraska when he plays and i think he's going to as he has really all year he's going to lay it on the line get on the floor push the ball you know, get get Walker the ball and 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 drive to the basket and try to try to help us offensively a little more than he had earlier in the season, and because because we need that. And then, you know, Jamarcus Lawrence has been playing fantastic, and, and hopefully he can just keep shooting the ball with confidence. And the thing I love about Jamarcus Lawrence, and I said this on the show the other day, he's and 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 Coach Hoiberg mentioned it. He 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 does everything. He plays. He defends. He 
He can handle the ball well. I think he's a really good combo guard. Now he's shooting it with confidence. Good, you know, just really complete player as a freshman that's just seemed to get, and he's not a freshman anymore, but better and better throughout the year. And he, and he, to me, he learns from mistakes. He learns from success. And that's a sign of a good player for the future. I want to ask you, Coach, about the Jimmy Beheim legacy and rep. I know he played for a lot of championships. I know he won one in kind of a fluke four-seed year uh, where with Carmelo Anthony, who was incredible, but he beat, like, the unbeatable Kansas team. Uh, he did that and, and further frustrated Jayhawk fans, Billy Owens, uh, Lawrence Moten. Who else am I missing? Um Number one, Derek Coleman. Derek Coleman, yeah. I mean, Derek Coleman. Yeah, the orange. What, yeah, I mean, the orange was awesome. Yeah. Hakeem Christmas is the guy I remember being in the 6'9", just behemoth with those that wingspan. And, I, I mean, I, I love the 03 team with McNamara. So I can just rattle off former Syracuse. And I always watched, loved watching Georgetown and Syracuse hammer each other. The only league was the Big East that gave six fouls. They'd hammer each other the Sunday before <laughs> Selection Sunday. Yeah. It was always Georgetown, Syracuse, and Bayheim or, or John Thompson, Big John would one of them would get launched, undoubtedly. What's the word on Bayheim uh, in that coaching fraternity? Uh, respected, liked, disliked, uh, or maybe all of the above depends who you ask well definitely respected and the coaches respect him because he knew what he wanted to do he said i'm gonna i'm gonna be a zone guy i'm gonna recruit length and and we're gonna stick to it thick or thin we're gonna be different to play because like option football right exactly we're gonna play a big zone with length and we're gonna make you shoot it over us a little bit we're gonna get into passing lanes sometime and play it some different ways but we're gonna be in a two three zone and you're just gonna have to beat us in our zone and then, you know, anybody with that kind of longevity, that success of longevity like he's had is obviously that's part of the respect too. But I know coaches that have gone to Syracuse to meet with Coach Bayheim about the 2-3 zone and learn more about how he plays it. I know they had him on the Olympic staff mm-hmm. because they were going to see zone in the Olympic Games, and he made a big difference helping them solve some zones because he plays it so much and he knows what hurts it. Um, so, yeah, a lot of respect. And, uh, you know, he knew how he wanted to play. He was comfortable playing that way, and it, he was very successful. And they made some other good runs in the NCAA tournament, too, besides the year they won it, and they were always a factor, and they were just always hard to play because they were so different. Well, I remember the, the, as a kid the Ronnie Cycli team that, that just got nipped by Indiana in the championship game, the, uh, the, the smart pull-up jumper in 87. Yeah. Uh, so he was, he was right there, and, and watching that, that uh, that moving day that always happened in the Big East, the rising and falling of of the Big East, where it was Georgetown, and, and then it was Syracuse, and then uh, it was Georgetown again, and then it was Syracuse, and then UConn was phenomenal with their championship runs, and, and Jim Calhoun, and all those guys to get him in a room, and and to see him like scream at each other was yeah. was quite yeah. entertaining. Yeah, because they all tolerated one another. Very few, and PJ Carlissimo with with uh, with with Seton Hall. I loved watching his teams uh, before he went to the pros, and so yeah, it was some childhood fun there. And Bayheim's one of those guys where you just like, as a kid, you're like, how many times has that guy been punched in the face? Uh, and but but he he recruited incredibly well. I mean, you look at the, the number one picks overall that he got, and and he had guys stick and stay, and and 
Syracuse was great. I mean, he, this is unfair but because winning's hard. But Syracuse is one of those programs you're like, that, that's all they have? That's, they only have one championship? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, as many as they've – as much as they've won, you would think maybe they had a, a couple more. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, they, they were fun to watch. And, and like I said – They had dudes. They, they, they definitely dudes. had dudes. Yeah, and it, you're kind of surprised because a lot of those guys might think, well, if I want to go to the NBA, I don't want to sit in the zone all the time. Where am I going to learn? But – it didn't seem to matter to them. They 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 played it and played it well, and and those guys were still successful in the NBA. So, um, great job of recruiting. And and you're right, that old Big East was fun though. You know, we played UConn in the NCAA yeah. tournament that, and uh, ooh, they were they played hard and they were athletic as heck and uh, got us pretty good on that one. What I used to love about Jim Beheim, just quickly here before we have to get out, is it felt like once every year or two, someone would get to March, they'd play against Syracuse, and they just look like they forgot how to play offense against that two-three yes, zone. Yes. Just like. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just get that one team that put up like 40 points total in the game, and you go, what the hell happened? And it was the 2-3 defense. And, and Syracuse scored 51, and they were good. And you, can't, <laughs> you couldn't simulate their zone in practice. You no. didn't have guys that could simulate, simulate that with. Quick timeout. Hale Varsity continues courtside at PBA. Mike Babcock on the way.